So we can see all of our beautiful faces, except for Anthony. I'm sure except he's for a Anthony. Sorry, I gave up on that. My, my beautiful face is going to stay hidden. Anthony's <laughs> just like a Mafia Don's daughter. <laughs> hidden away from the world. On the day of my daughter's podcast. I can <laughs> grant you any wish. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> And Paul- uh, wait, wait, is it a mob or a genie? What's, what's- <laughs> <laughs> You'll grant three wishes on the day of my daughter's birthday. You ain't never had a friend like the me. only. Ex- yeah, the only exceptions are no wishes for more wishes. <laughs> oh, God. And no wishes for winning lottery numbers. Why wouldn't you just wish for money? It's just, it's just like cutting out the middleman. If yeah. Should- <laughs> Give me a billion dollars. That's all. Like. Tax-free. Oh, man. What a, yeah, it would have made a you know, shorter movie more satisfying. All right. Let, <laughs> hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of A Comedy Advice Podcast. My name is Stefan Satani, and I'm your first host. Joining me today, none other than the Eric Hughes. The Eric Hughes, yes. One of many, but the only one that will appear on this podcast for legal reasons. <laughs> right. It took a little legal footwork to get the article in there. But yeah. uh, Eric, it's <laughs> lovely to have you. We've also got none other than my brother, the real one, Anthony Sitani. <laughs> Anthony? All right. We're going to skip Anthony. Um, <laughs> uh, moving up. For his drink. Yeah. All right. We have a very, very special guest. You may have just heard her voice with a sneak peek. She's an esteemed comedian based right out of Arizona. She was featured performing on Kevin Hart's Heart of the City on Comedy Central and has worked with some of the highest caliber comedians like Norm MacDonald, Jeffrey Ross, D.L. Hughley, and other great comedians at venues like Bonkers Comedy Club, Stand Up Live, The Improv Comedy Club, The Comedy Store. She's performed for Troops Overseas on four? No. Five different tours and has recently given a TED talk. Everybody, please welcome Jill Kimmel. Hi, guys. Hi, <laughs> hi, everybody. Thanks for having me. This is gonna be fun. Oh man, I'm feeling it already. Good vibes. Thank you so much for joining. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm just, you know, sitting at home, not traveling. I never thought I'd miss airports so much. (laughs) I really do. I miss the whole pomp and circumstance, the figuring out the flight, the how, what time do I need to leave? Am I going to, someone take me to the airport? Am I driving myself? Am I going to leave the car there? Will I have my own bag? Am I carry on? Like the whole, I miss all of it. Like the getting there, having a drink before the flight, you know, getting a snack, Ooh, which terminal I in? Ooh, this one has the four peaks. Like, you know, like <laughs> yeah. Yeah. that game of like, am I at the D gates? Yeah, you know, or whatever. And so I miss it. I miss that a lot. But, you know, what are you going to do? Oh, man. <laughs> do you do you miss the TSA? Because I know that that's even some. It's a, a fond memory. I love memory. a little down. I'm not going to lie. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm usually pre-check because I travel a lot. So usually I get the pre-check so I don't have to take off my shoes. Sometimes I have to do that. But like I get pre-check 
more often than not. So that's good because then you just, you know, you, you don't have to take out your, like, you don't take your shoes off. You don't have to take your laptop out of your bag or whatever. So that's, it's not too bad. I mean, I never mind that anyway. The only time I mind those things is when I'm running late and I'm like, oh, you know, but otherwise it's like, it's all just to keep us safe. So. Right. So thank you for coming on. We'd like to hear a little bit about you. I'm curious, and the audience is probably curious too, of how you got into stand-up comedy. I was listening to a couple podcasts and doing some research, and you started a little later than most, but how did you get into yeah. it? Um, I always was an actor. Like I always loved acting. That's what I always said. If anyone asked me my whole childhood, like, what do you want to be when you grew up? I always would say actor. But then you start to realize that people have to cast you in something to, <laughs> when, you know, like, so you have to, and like in Arizona, there's not a ton of work. And so it's kind of hard because you really have to rely on other people to think you're right for the part, or, you know, you may be a great actor, but they're like, mm, we just want someone a little bit younger, a little older, a little blonder, a little fatter, a little thinner, whatever. Uh-huh. It may not even be personal, but it starts to feel very personal. So my friends would always laugh at stuff I said, you know, I liked making my friends laugh. And my ex-husband actually took me to a comedy show. It was the one and only date he ever planned in 23 years. Oh, man. And took me to a comedy show. And he was like, you should do this. And I was like, no way. Like, I could memorize a script, you know, but this is, they write all their own stuff. There's no way. And he was like, I think you'd be good at it. Which, shockingly, because um, after I started doing it and went to an open mic and started doing it, he wasn't very supportive of me actually doing it. <laughs> think he maybe wanted me to do it once and then didn't realize it would be like a lot. So yeah, that's how I got started. And I started at the comedy spot, which is in Scottsdale. They had an open mic on Sundays and it was like, it was, it was just Sunday nights, the open mic. So God, was it once a month or was it every Sunday? No, I think it was every Sunday, but it was eight o'clock on Sundays and it was full. It was booked for like three or four months. So when I contacted them, they're like, well, we don't have any room for like three months. I was like, okay, you know, give me time to write my five minutes material. And um, I did and I went and they put me a blast because I had so many of my friends come to see me. It was like 48 people and the room only holds 88. <laughs> Wow. So I had all these clips, so they don't want your friends to leave. Like a lot of times, you know, you go to see a comedian uh, and when your person's done, yeah, you leave. Yeah. So a smart club owner will put up the person with the most people there last. So that's what he did. He put me up last. And um, so they let me go. I was supposed to do five minutes, but I was on a roll. And I had so many people there that no matter what I said, you know, they were just loving me. Um, so I did almost 15 minutes and I was like, wow. I'm really good. I was like, <laughs> I'm so good. Like they all were laughing and they let me do three times the amount that I was supposed to do. And I am kind of a big deal. <laughs> and then my next like, you know, 35 shows all sucked. And I was like, oh, okay. So that was just a fluke first time thing. So are you saying the secret is bring 40 of your closest friends to every show <laughs> well if you do that you get a very false sense of your talent that's for sure <laughs> by the way did you write your first five minutes just all by yourself you were just like i'm gonna just write and yeah well things? i just i thought of a few things that were funny like i remember well it's funny but I, re- I thought of a few things that i thought were funny and i i would be driving in my car and what i would do was 
don't know why I didn't just like set a timer, but I'm driving in my car and I would like look at the clock on the radio driving and I would look and then it would like turn like 1203 and then I would start doing my jokes like, okay. And then I would do them and I would try to like pause a little bit like, okay. And then when I would get done, I would look back at my clock. And if it said like 1206, then I would count the seconds until it turned 1207. So then I would know exactly how, I don't know why I didn't just set a timer, but that's how I would time the set. I was like, okay, that's almost five minutes. And it gives me a little time. And um, yeah, I just, just thought of a few stories that I thought were funny. One was about how my voice, when I was calling and I was trying to like Alexa or whatever it was, I was trying to call, trying to get the phone number for Walmart. And I was like, you know, Walmart. And they were like, some other store or whatever. And it was like, and it would turn out to be like a funny story about how she couldn't understand what I was saying. And then something else about gaining weight. And I had ordered a bridesmaid's gown for my little brother's wedding. And I remember how the joke started. It was like, so when you order a bridesmaid's gown, you have to order it about six or seven months in advance because they take a long time to come. So the wedding was in January, the wedding was in August and this is January. So I ordered the dress and I estimated that I was going to lose about 25 pounds between then and the wedding. And by the time the dress arrived in July, I had overestimated how much I was going to lose by about 25 pounds. And like, that's how the joke was. Like, I dress and it was too small. And I had to take it to this tailor who was Asian. And like, you know, 14 years ago, you could do the Asian voice and no one cared, you know? And I was like, oh, you're too, you know, you're too big. And I mean, I was just imitating her, a uh -huh. real person. Uh -huh. And I did a whole thing about how she had to put panels in the dress. It was like a whole, and that was how it started. And that's still how my comedy is. It's like stories of things that have happened really in my life. And then either you, you know, embellish them a little here or there or whatever. Right. Um, so yeah, it was, and I was hooked. I was like, this is great. Do that's my eyes look weird? Because I feel like, I feel like you, they look like, like Mr. Magoo eyeballs. Like, I feel like people are going to think I have weird eyeballs. Yeah. I, I didn't want to say anything, but now that you've called it they out. Do, do they look weird? <laughs> no, they look stunning. They're, they're great eyes. Great eyes. What happens when you don't put makeup on? I'm like, let me take a shower. And oh, that's right. I have to be on a video call. No, you look very well put together. It's, it's great. Oh, you're too have kind. we been, have we been posting the video? We have not, but we will soon once Stefan figures care. out how to get the video sorted. But well, what uh, about Anthony? I'd like to see him. Thank uh, you. <laughs> we all would. I'm starting to yeah. doubt he's actually my brother because I haven't seen I, him in so long. I'm going to disown him for being so tech illiterate. <laughs> <laughs> um, can, I, can you guys hear me, by the way? Yes. yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. Just making sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, you kind of left me hanging when I introduced you. So we just pressed. Like, on. Oh, yeah. I don't. Sorry. I, going back to the tech illiteracy. Yeah. I don't know what happened. <laughs> I was gone. I heard Anthony's like a like a mob boss's daughter, and then that was gone. That was it. That's right. <laughs> that was all you needed to hear. Uh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> so, um, Jill, back to you. I was going to ask too. So it sounds like you really had a lot of success with the maybe a little bit of embellishing of the stories, but being a storyteller. And I was going to ask with the acting experience, I think you're also a voice actress. It did. Did you see that there was some acting or a lot of acting in comedy and stand up, or is it just a whole lot of genuine being yourself? It's interesting because stand up has actually helped my acting. 
Because when you're acting, you feel very like, like you're reading a script, right? And you feel like you want to act the words, you know, and you're reading like a script and you want to, you're thinking of how a person would say it instead of just being a person saying it, you're thinking about it. But with stand up, it's helped me so much because like the things that I've acted in since I started doing stand up, instead of trying to be like, well, what do you mean by that? I don't think he looked bad at all. Like, I'll put it in my real stand-up voice and I'll be like, what do you mean by that? I don't think you look bad at all. Like, it's a different, it's like a real voice as opposed to like an acted voice. And it's helped me a lot because I feel like my acting's much better when I try to remember, read it like you would say it. Don't act it, just say it. I don't know, it's hard to describe, but doing stand-up has helped me more, be more natural in acting. That's an excellent point because I actually, I went to school, quote unquote, for being a voice actor. So, oh, well, you have a great voice. Oh, thank you. I was actually going to compliment you on your voice. <laughs> no, my voice is terrible. It's like Brenda Vaccaro. It's like the lowest of voices. You have such a good, like, just a great, like, radio voice. I get that a lot. People Sorry, say- guys, we're- <laughs> I, I get that a lot of people say that I have a good radio voice and I'm like, would you yeah. listen to the radio station? They're like, no, I'd probably listen to another one. So it's like, I've got the, the These people are annoying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who says that? No, I wouldn't listen to you. Like, it's like when you do something online and people are like, oh, or like with my brother, people are like, oh, I, I never watch his show. I'm like, why are you commenting? Go somewhere else. Who asked you? No one. Okay. Uh, How are you? This is my favorite thing to do. I'll go on, you know, they have these groups on Facebook, which are like the town of Gilbert community or like friends of Chandler or whatever. Mm -hmm. And you go on and you kind of see what's going on in your neighborhood. And I like to look at those and I like to find, like, I don't even really make my own. I just, I find people who say things that have no bearing on like, someone's like, I'm really looking for um, like, I'd really love a great teppanyaki restaurant. Can anyone, you know, suggest a great teppanyaki restaurant? And then someone will say something like, there was a good one on, you know, McQueen and Ray or whatever, but it closed down about three years ago. <laughs> so I like to comment, how is this helpful? Like, that's, that's my favorite thing to comment. You, you know what? I, that's really funny because my wife, I will tell her I almost bought you. I went to the airport in Las Vegas and I almost got you these artisan chocolates. Uh, artisan yeah. chocolates? Oh, was it FLM? I think it was. And I told that's her all the, about that's it. That's the biggest, like, fancy chocolates. They have one in the airport. Well, I didn't get them for my wife, but I almost did. And I told her about how good they were. And I said, I yeah, almost, that, that, that she was like, well, you almost uh, had sex tonight, but <laughs> I like her. so I learned the hard way that I either just tell her I get That's it funny. or I don't. And I don't tell her I about almost. it. I mean, it makes no sense. Not even, not even like I was, I was going to, but the line was so long and I had to get on my flight that she'd go, Oh, well, thank you for thinking of me. Just like, <laughs> did but you know what uh, i'm a huge fan of the partial credit so i like to say that i almost yeah, got it. it's almost worse yeah, it it's is the <laughs> thought that counts Come it's on. so not <laughs> <laughs> not when it comes to a box of chocolates no and it's like my friend when she was got engaged i was like send me a picture of the ring right so she sends me a picture and it's like no stone it's just like a little piece of gold 
And I was like, it's so you. And she was like, right? I know. Like, I told him, I don't even care if you give me a twist tie. And I was like, he basically did. Like, <laughs> it counts. It's like, get me something nice. Or don't get me anything at all. Yeah. When I first started dating my boyfriend, he was going, we went on a date and the next, our first date, and the next day he went to China for a month for work. And he was there and he was like in all these, um, you know, we just met and he was, they have like all these like markets, you know, like Canal Street with like all this like fake Louis Vuittons and that kind of thing. Right. And he texted me, he's like, hey, you know, I'm here. They've got all this stuff. They've got Gucci, anything you want, you know, is there anything that you want? And I said, there's something you need to know about me. Your girl, don't do knockoffs. And he was like, <laughs> oh, I was like, I'd rather have nothing than some cheap shit. He's like, I, that was That's another fair. thing that I almost got my wife when we lived in New Jersey, New York. <laughs> and she she really wanted a knockoff, actually. She wanted a Gucci okay. or, or something. She wanted and, it. You want it? That's great. And, and I didn't, didn't get, get it for her. I didn't even get her the knockoff. I almost got it for her. I almost got did it. Did you at least tell her, like, I was afraid of the police? Or did you give her some story about, like, you know, it's just not ethical because no, you just were like, nothing. Sorry. I was just like, yeah, I was just like, uh, I didn't feel like it. So that was. <laughs> you know what's funny? My cousin got a tag watch, you know, those really expensive watches. She got a knockoff one in the city. It was like $10. That watch lasted her 15 years. She said, I've never had a better watch in my life. 10 bucks. It Dang. looked great. Everyone thought it was real and she had it forever. So wonder what I'm drinking. It's country time lemonade and it's delicious. Oh, refreshing. I like that. It is. My son, when he came home from college, when he was forced to come home from college, <laughs> we had to bring like all his stuff, you know, that was in his dorm. So we had these big things of country time lemonade and it's really good, but there's a lot of calories. So I'm like, once these are gone, I'm getting crystal light because that's no calories. I'm, I'm getting the quarantine 15, if you know what I mean. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I know. I just, I took off my Fitbit tracker because it's just depressing. It's, it starts. The Fitbit tracker's like this. Yeah. It's like, are you alive? What's going on right now? I barely feel a heartbeat. I would think that that company should send like, because doesn't your Fitbit, does it give you like messages and stuff? Of okay. encouragement, or I feel like that company should send out like, "Hang in there." I see you didn't get your steps in today. Hope you're doing okay. Maybe tomorrow we'll pick up at our goal. You know what I mean? Like they should send out some kind of. We know everybody's miserable right now. That's actually a really good idea. And if they really wanted Thank to you. jump on the money train, they could have advertisements with Country Time Tea and other other snack foods so they'd be like if you yes. don't feel like walking today have a twinkie right. and then there right. you go. oh it's a good one i like I it know. thank you what were you gonna say anthony <laughs> oh i was just saying i don't know if that's very helpful if you're trying to get fit but <laughs> i didn't listen, say anthony, but <laughs> listen, mr i don't know how to work my camera <laughs> <laughs> of course you can get fat you don't care you have no camera the rest hey. Uh, so I was actually going to ask you too, cause I know that you were born in Brooklyn. Then at six, yes. at six, you moved to Las Vegas. Then at 15, yeah. moved to Phoenix. That's correct. I uh, all tempted. It's oh, oh. just as Phoenix. <laughs> 
I was gonna ask because I heard you saying words like mozzarella and and oh, uh... it's so funny. Okay, so my mother is a hundred percent Italian, and my dad is German Irish, but we are from New York, and my parents still have New York accents, and my mother, being Italian. She doesn't say, she doesn't speak Italian. You know, she, she, has, she talks regular. She sounds like me, but there are a few words that she pronounces. And I think it, it's three or four words. It's mozzarella, which is mozzarella for you white folks. <laughs> um, rigotta, which is ricotta cheese. Um, and, oh, what is the, oh, manigot, which is manicotti for you white folks. So it's those three things and it's not like I need to pronounce, I don't think I'm Giada De Laurentiis or something where I need to pronounce like a regal. It's just the way my mother always said it. That's how I thought it was pronounced. So that's just the way I always said it. And people always make fun of me, which is fine, whatever. It's three words. That's how we were. I mean, it's like. If They're you- all cheese, right? Uh, Rigotta, mozzarella, they are all true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. See? No, no I, got, I got to ask you, <laughs> do, do you say, do you say gabagool? I don't. Okay. That's, all right. I don't say that because it's not something we ever had. My mother never bought that because it's like a cold cut. Right. Um, and you would see it if you were pronounced, it would be capicola is what but it's gabagool is how they say it. Or, but no, I don't say that. I'm not quite Tony Soprano enough. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, I lived for a while in Montclair, actually, where they filmed a lot of yeah. the Sopranos. Uh, so you've seen how white I am. You can't see Anthony, so you don't know. But yeah. uh, I'm assuming say, say, Same shade, if whiter. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so we are Italian, and I, I, Anthony loves it when I say this, but I speak Italian <laughs> fluently. I used to you live... Do? I used to live in Italy for... He does very, very well. That's amazing. So I... Uh, Do you appreciate the mozzarella and manigotta and riga? Or are you like, all right, whitey, come <laughs> No, it's a, it's, it's, a, it's a beautiful thing because my, my white pasty ancestors are from near where uh, Austria is. So we speak with an yes, entirely different okay. accent. So yes. we we don't say it like that. So when I went, I moved to Jersey for the first time. People were saying that, and and I it's was like, a very bastardized version of the real language. It's it's beautiful in its own way. I I like it. I I loved going over there and hearing the Jersey accents for the first time, and and New York accents. It was it was a joy. I to watched me. The Sopranos for the first time. I think we started watching it in October. Uh-huh. I had never seen it. I had, I think I'd seen half of an episode and we started watching it in October. We finished in December. What a fantastic show. I, I'm I, very much like, I never want to jump in in the middle of something. And I didn't have HBO until a couple of years ago. So I never watched game of Thrones and I've only seen the last two seasons of that. So I'm what? hoping Go back and binge watch. You watched the last seasons? I know the last seasons. But well, but I never had HBO until just a couple years ago. And then so we just watched Sopranos and um, then we watched Breaking Bad. Oh, nice. Oh, man. It's so funny when people are like, yeah, no shit. And I'm like, no, it's such a good show. They're like, yeah, we know. (laughs) Breaking Bad. And then I watched immediately the next day after finishing Breaking Bad, watched El Camino because I had to know what happened to Jesse. And then went right into Better Call Saul. Watched all of that, just binged it, watched it all. 
and I'm dying now. The next season doesn't come out for like another year or something. Oh. And then we did Ozark, and now we're on um, Dead to Me. Oh, okay. I haven't seen the last two, but Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul, El Camino. Have you, seen Oz- you haven't seen o- Ozark? Ozark is good, Stephanie. You should watch it. Ozark oh. is amazing. Jason Bateman is <laughs> phenomenal. I, so yeah. good. Yeah. Oh, nice. Nice. I, I, I was also going to say, I tried to do a Jesse impression, and I ended up accidentally doing a Badger impression. So, oh, okay. Yeah, so... Hey, Jesse, you want to smoke some meth? Oh, that's really good. <laughs> that's really good. Oh, thank you. I yeah. love it. Very nice. <laughs> um, but anyway, love those How shows. was that anywhere close to being... <laughs> Jesse? <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't know. I did. It, apparently, it's Someone's not. like... <laughs> Well, you look more like Jesse, which is the good news. Oh, but you sounded like Badger. Yeah, I, I, appre- I appreciate that. You um, get a shirt, looks like Jesse, sounds like Badger. Yeah, yeah. I'm a Jesse in the streets, but a Badger in the streets. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's amazing. I was also going to say that's another sore point of discussion between Anthony and I with Game of Thrones because he recommended that I watched Game of Thrones. Oh, when you hated it? Yeah. No, no, I didn't pay attention. I didn't pay him heed. So I didn't watch six seasons. And then the last season comes on. We get HBO. We just plow through all of them. And then uh, we cancel our membership. So we paid 15 bucks to watch all of them. Oh, okay. (laughs) We didn't have a life, but, you know. (laughs) You don't really need one when you've got dragons and things. Incest right. it's a life. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, anyway, anyway, um, let's talk more about you. I wanted to ask actually. So I, I moved to Phoenix. I, we we were doing this podcast, and we didn't have any guests. And then once I moved to Phoenix from New Jersey, New York ish, tri-state area, let's call it. Yeah. I I um we started to bring on guests, and so I was looking for for whom to bring on. So I googled Phoenix comedians, and you were one of the first results that showed up. And the res- and the result that you showed up for was Kevin Hart's. Uh, shoot what was it called heart Heart of the city heart of the city so i got to watch it and i I saw you and and three others um ryan ritchie and um jay mack and terrence delane that that's right that's (laughs) right so i got to see an interview and i was like oh this is so cool kevin hart's uh yeah that was really fun he was really nice to us that day we had that was like a little crazy like kevin hart's interviewing us so weird I was going to ask, so how did that happen and, and what did it feel like to, to you? They, they have, they have that show heart of the city and Kevin Hart is really generous and he wanted to kind of, you know, show like up and coming comedians. So, um, you, he went, he had one episode or one season. And then the second season, Phoenix was going to be one of the cities. They would go around to different cities that had big, like comedy communities and they would hold a showcase so they had a showcase and there were like 24 comedians on it. And they were kind of like the main comedians in town. Um, you know, they tried to get the top, you know, there's a lot more comedians than just 24 here, but you know, most of them are like doing open mics and kind of, but they tried to get the people that were like mainly working as much as possible. So they had the showcase 
And it was a Tuesday night at Stand Up Live, and it, it was sold out. And that place holds over 600 people. It was sold out because wow. it was free, for one thing, and they promoted the living shit out of it. I think a lot of people thought <sighs> Kevin was going to be there. because they and i had a great set that night i i was very much like if i don't get picked i'm fine with it because i did great like you know when you don't do well and you're like oh like kicking yourself but i felt like you know what even if i don't get picked i feel like i did my best and whatever happens happens and they picked me and brian and terrence and j mac and one of the one of the things was you cannot have been on TV doing stand-up. You cannot have done it before. And um, I was talking to, like the producer in like, I think it was like mid-June. And he was like, and I said, okay. I mean, I said, I've been on TV. I've done some things, but never stand-up. He said, okay, just make sure you're never done stand-up. Because if something comes up between now and then, and you, you cannot do it or you can't be on the show. He said, last season we had a girl we really liked. And four days before filming, we found out she had done, and she was like, oh, but it was just, and they were like, that's one of the rules. You can't have been on TV. So luckily I had not done anything stand up on TV and yeah, they brought it to Phoenix. They had this club that was in at park central mall, which is like kind of defunct. And they had one of the old like restaurants or something there. And they like converted, they built like a stage, they built like a comedy club in it. And it was, uh, we filmed it in August it was hot as hell that day. We were sweating to death. I went into Sephora to get my makeup done because they said on the thing that there would be a makeup person there, but just for like touch-ups. So I don't, I mean, I'm not like, you can see I have no makeup on. I don't get into that really. So I went and I had them do my makeup at Sephora. And then I had like my wardrobe. You had to bring like five or six changes of wardrobe. We had to bring it the night before and get it approved, but you still had to bring options just in case something happened to your outfit. It was like this whole ordeal. Did you wear, did you wear Converse? I did not wear Converse. I don't wear those anymore. We can talk about that. I wore these great Nike high tops. They're really cute. And I went in and I'm, you know, there and there's the makeup lady. And she's like, I told her, I said, I went to Sephora. And she was like, well, she judged me so much more. She did my hair. She goes, honey, she goes, I'm doing touch-ups. There's three guys. All they need is like a little powder. She's like, I'll do your makeup. So she like decked me out. I was like, I had so much makeup on, but I felt like I felt good. She did my hair. She was so nice. So I put on this really pretty blue shirt that they had picked. It was like a great color. And I went in and we're about to film. And I was third in the lineup, I think. Yeah, it was like the host and then Terrence and then me. And then I think J-Mac and then Brian is how they had it lined up. So I was third and like the host was on and we only got five minutes each, like, or like eight minutes each. The host is on stage and I went to take a drink and I didn't want to mess up my lipstick. So I drank like, like I kind of did like a, and I spilled it over down the front of my shirt. Uh, oh no! <laughs> right here, but right. The lipstick here. look. The oh. lipstick was slamming. I was like, oh my god! <laughs> and I was like this with like a napkin, and the napkin's like crumbling on my shirt. I'm like, oh. I like, and I only now at this point I have like seven minutes till I'm on stage. I'm already panicking. Like you know, I've got to have my material in my head. I run into wardrobe, which is like in the next building over. So I have to go out 
through like the hot alley into wardrobe, trying to find the wardrobe lady. She finds me like these shout wipes. She does it. She's blow drying it. And luckily you can't see anything. And I get to say, I was like, why? Why do I do this to myself? I next had time to you'll use a, a straw. Here. Right. <laughs> exactly. Oh. Those damn turtles have ruined everything. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's awesome though. So out of all of the comedians that went up, you were one of the four that got picked. Yeah, that's- and you know, listen, I know part of it is because they like they like to like cast it is like a term we use, meaning you want various types of people on a show. So Brian's a white guy. Terrence and J-Mac are both black guys and I'm white, but I'm a female. So I think they definitely keep that in mind when they're, I do, I have to say, I do feel I deserve to be there for sure. Um, you know, cause I would be like, eh, but like, I do feel like I deserved, I earned the spot, which makes me feel good because, you know, there's plenty of things that you get that you're like, well, was it just because of my last name or was it because, but this, I really did feel like I was in that top four. And, but they do try to do that. You know, they definitely will look for a female, you know, if they can. And some women think that that's bad. Some people are like, you know, I only got booked on that because they wanted a female. I'm like, and like, that's great. If who cares? Yeah. Like if you're booking females and you're the female they pick, good for you. Like, why wouldn't you use that? I've called comedy clubs before and said, I was looking at your website and I noticed for two months, you don't have any female headliners. Like two months solid of men. And I've had clubs go, oh, and they're like, well, we have this date open. Would you would you want to work that weekend? Like, why? Yes, I would. Like, why would you turn your nose up at that and be like, well, they only book me because and who cares? I'm still getting yeah. paid, right? Yeah. Work is work. I I, I think that that that's a an innovative and smart way to to market yourself. And I also think that there's an ingredient of talent that goes into the mix too, because you got to make people laugh at the end of the day. Sure. I mean, you're not going to be like some boring, lame, pathetic joke. And just because you're a woman, you get in. No, not right. at all. Right. But like, listen, if they're picking a female in Phoenix for something, I've got a great chance of getting it. Yeah. And I know that because... It's just the way it is. There's a lot of comics here and a lot of really good comics here. Not as many females, just because in comedy, that's the way it is. The ratio to men to women, it's just higher. That's just facts. That's all. It's nothing bad. It's nothing insulting. It's, I'm not saying men are funnier. I'm saying there are more of them. And everybody has a different choice of comedy. I've had people come up to me after I open for a headliner and say, you were better than the headliner. And, but then I've had people hate me. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't matter. Everyone's got their own taste. Mm -hmm. And you're like, I, and I'm going, I was definitely not better than that headliner, but for whatever, for this particular person, they liked me better. And then there'll be times that people hate me and want nothing to do with me and sit there with their arms crossed, looking at me, like, get off the stage, you know? And like, that happens too. And it's like, you have to remember in comedy that everybody's got a taste, you know, it's like just because crab is delicious to me doesn't mean that everybody likes crab. You know, some people (laughs) just refuse to eat it because it looks crazy and some people just don't like the way it tastes. And some people go, you're right. Isn't crab so much better than lobster? It's like, it's fine. 
And I'm not saying I have crabs. That's not what I said. So don't take that out of context. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> no, was, it was high school. I mean, college. You got lobsters now. We, yeah. I actually prefer crab. <laughs> uh we we've all been there no and, and uh i was gonna ask so i mean st- starting a little later and being a, a woman do you think that and especially because you've you've been grinding for it's like 14 years now right how has it been yeah. if you had started now versus if you started before do you think it was harder back then just because it seems like there were probably less women than now you yeah. know what it's I could speculate, I guess, but like for me, it wasn't hard. It was like, I took the appropriate steps. I worked, I started an open mic almost right away. So I got to know pretty much every comic in town because I had one night a week for nine years that I was doing an open mic that I was running. And um, so I did that, which was good because then I got to get up every week and I was really good at hosting, like hosting's like not everybody can host. You can be a good comic, but you're not necessarily a good host. You know, you have to be very like, people have to feel like you're welcoming them into your home. You're throwing a party and you want them to feel comfortable and you're going to introduce them to everyone who's going to be at this party and you're going to love this and I'm going to provide you with like, that's how people want to feel with a host. And I was good at that. So sometimes I'd get booked to host when I'm like, I'm ready to feature. Like, I don't want to host because you go first and the crowd's always cold and it's harder to make them laugh because they're not warmed up yet and you get less time and you get paid less. And there's all of those things, but it's like you put in your time, you pay your dues. And so, you know, I, I mean, I still host. There's plenty of shows that I still host. You know, um, sometimes the improv or stand up live will call me for, to do a weekend and the headliners bring in their own feature act. And so they're like, we want to have you, but we only have the host spot open. I, I'm not above that. I won't turn that down. Um, you know, it doesn't pay a ton, but it's time working with comedians that you get to know. And you never know when there's a comedian you're going to work with that you're going to click with. And now all of a sudden they like Craig Shoemaker, you know, I was doing, I, I think I did a guest spot for him. And I was like, I didn't want to do it. I was out of town. I was in Albuquerque at an eight and a half hour drive home. And he was like, come do a guest spot on my show tonight. Because I had met him before, but I'd never worked with him. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, I've been out of town for three days. This means I have to drive home, get home, put on makeup, change my clothes, get to the improv, do a set. And I was like, ugh. But I was like, he asked me to do it. That doesn't happen a lot. I'm going to do it. I went, I did. And now he's always so generous and kind, like, do you want to open for me? Like, will you be here? Will you be there? You know? And he always like invites me to, open. I was supposed to be with him a couple of weeks ago at the improv and that fell through, you know, obviously because of everything, but you never know who you're going to work with and you just put in your time and you just do it and do it. And like, I don't know. I mean, now maybe it's easier because there's a lot more women. So you don't feel like odd man out, but I never felt like that anyway. I was so much older than everybody. I felt like I was everybody's mom. They all call me comedy mom. And I'm like, you know what I mean? I'm like telling them, I'm like, can you not smoke? What are you doing with your lungs? Like I'm yelling at them. I'm like, you better not be driving tonight. Like I'm yelling. I mean, I'm yelling at half of these kids are just a couple of years older than my children. Oh my God. And so, you know, they treated me with respect because of that. Um, And also because my brother's Jimmy Kimmel, obviously. So I know some people were like, oh, well, you know, maybe she knows what she's talking about. 
which I didn't, but they didn't know that. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, I got like, I had a definitely a different set of circumstances than most comedians have, <clears throat> female or male. But um, yeah, I don't feel like I had any struggles. I've never had anyone not book me on a show like intention, like because I'm a woman or what, I mean that I know yeah. of, yeah. Uh, I've never had anybody be nasty or try to, you know, do some dirty things to me or, you know what I mean? I've never had right. anyone try to pull right. any of that shit on me. I hear plenty of comics talking about it, how they went on the road with someone who like, uh, basically me to them or whatever, you know, and like, all, I'm like, am I not attractive enough for you people? Is that what it is? <laughs> but like, I think I'm intimidating because I'm like, people look at me like I'm a, big mouth mom who will smack the shit out of you. And so they leave me alone. I don't know what it is, but at any rate, I'm grateful for it. I, think, I will smack the shit out of you. I th- <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's amazing. Uh, yeah. And I was also going to talk about, so two years ago, you gave a Ted talk. You talked about embracing your roots by running away from them a little bit yes and you, How talk- you really do do your research don't you <laughs> I, mean, I mean i try but um no you you it was a really good ted talk and you were talking about how and I know that you were saying that you have the last name right now Kimmel as your brother mm-hmm. Jimmy Kimmel but for the first, I don't know how long you didn't. Ten years. As a, as a the first ten years of being a comic, you didn't, and then um you you had a really good talk on how you after you got divorced you were conflicted on if you wanted to change the name or not what people would think and blah 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 because I think I'm sure if I was in that place that would be really annoying where that was the first people yeah. think, that was the first thing people were asking oh yep. are you going to change your name you're going to change your name exactly so and you're thinking like I'm like well people know me as Brian which was my married name for 10 years I've been doing comedy I never talked about Jimmy on stage so People who knew me, like my friends, knew he was my brother, but the audiences never knew. Mm-hmm. Um, so, mm-hmm. like, I talked about in the TED, the TED Talk, they contacted me from the, it was the um, University of Illinois at Champaign-Urbana. And they said, we've got these TEDx talks we're doing, and the topic is roots. And we were just going online, and I was just, you know, they wanted to throw a comedian into the mix of the day. But every single person had to do the topic was roots. That was the interesting thing. It wasn't like, well, you want to do a TED talk. And I go, yes, you know what I want to talk about? It was, they gave me the topic. And then I huh. had to decide from there, like where I was going to take it. So wow. I did that about, you know, right. You can never fully embrace your roots until you run from them. Because it was like, I was always trying to distance myself so that people didn't think I was trying to ride Jimmy's coattails or get any kind of special treatment because of him and all. And then I get divorced and I wanted to change my last name back, but I was like, are people going to think? And it was like, no, you know what? I'm a Kimmel just as much as he's a Kimmel, just as much as our little brother's a Kimmel, just that, like, I want my father's name back. And your birth certificate. Yes. <laughs> I was like, here it is. And uh, so, yeah, it was, and that was very cathartic, that speech for me, because it was something that it was kind of hard to address or even admit and writing it out and working through it and having to memorize it and putting it in order of how it made sense, but was like interesting to the audience was really cool. So I loved doing it. I read it, I read it to my parents um, before I did it at this, at before I flew to Chicago and did it. And they were crying and I was crying and it was like, it was nice. It was good. So. Oh, 
That's I'm awesome. I'm glad you watched it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I loved it. And then I also found out that they don't have teleprompters at TED Talks. No, they do not. And so my standup is very ad-libbed. Like I have my jokes. I have like my, if I go to do like an hour long show, I'll write down a list of my like key points of my jokes that I could look at one word and know what joke it is and do it. But you got to memorize this. And they want it to be between eight and 15 minutes. And so- I'll tell jokes. I could tell God. this and then I go, Oh, and I get off on a tangent and then I did, but like with this, it has to be in order to make sense. And so I was so stressed. I did not finish writing it until like three hours before the thing. I was oh, so stressed out. I was like, Oh my God. I was like up. All, I was like, why did I wait till the last minute? And I was like writing it and I was like, and now I have to memorize it. I was like in the dressing room. I was like, so, and someone came in and they were like, oh, they like wanted to chat. I'm like, I can't get it. Yeah. Oh my God. And then um, I like wore these boots that were so uncomfortable. They were like these high heels. I've never worn them in my life. I was like a newborn foal, like going out. To the <laughs> my body slimmer. Like I felt like my, my gut was showing through my sweater. I'm like, well, I don't have a choice. This is all I brought. It was like. I don't know what I was thinking. Oh my God. Well, if you didn't say anything on, oh, I, I finished this. I think you said you finished it four weeks ago. So, uh, but. Uh, no, I think I had said, I think I said that I told them I finished it four weeks ago, but yes. I had, and I said, but I actually finished it last night or something like that. I did address the fact that I told, cause they kept checking up on me. Like, so, you know, just checking in, see, you know, and I was like, oh, yeah, you know, sure. Coming along swimmingly. And I was like, oh. hold on. I got another episode of Law and Order. This is the one where Stucky kidnaps Stabler. <laughs> like, I could not <laughs> break myself. I do my best work under pressure is what I'm saying. Nice. Nice. Um, I do. <laughs> I, I mean, it, it was great. It didn't seem like it was just finished and I feel like you made some really poignant points I I think one of the the best ones too was how you were saying oh just because your brother's a heart surgeon doesn't mean you can go in there and start performing surgery you got because people will be like oh so right they I'm like or they'll be like oh you should be on your brother's show like when and I'm like it doesn't work like that like you don't just go like excuse me um all the famous people that you have booked you know, the people that the audience gives a shit about, <laughs> don't worry about them. How about me? Like, it doesn't work like that. That's what right. I was saying. Like, if your brother's a heart surgeon, you're not just like, can I scrub in? I'd right. love to see what it looks like. It just, you know. I want to get my hands dirty. Right. <laughs> I've, tr- I've tried. Anthony is a heart surgeon. It, they wouldn't. They wouldn't uh, yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, no. No. Are you? No. <laughs> no <laughs> fucking way. I was no. like, this family's amazing. You speak Italian. He's a heart surgeon. I was like, what did no. my parents do wrong? No, Anthony doesn't even have a webcam, so he's not the Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, I'm basically. He's still trying to figure out the scrubs. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, well, Jill, this has been an awesome chat. If- Yay, you guys are great. This is so <laughs> nice. I got to tell you, they always ask me dumb questions that I always give the same. I just, it's always the same questions over. And this was a very nice, maybe because we're face to face. So it doesn't feel like, you know, but the, you guys are good. Thank you. I'm, I'm actually glad we put it off this long because this is kind of a fun way to do it this was this was really awesome this is really awesome. are we gonna give some people advice right now i was yeah. gonna say if you've got some time we have um a two- what else am i doing <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, I'm so excited right now. Yay. All right. <laughs> We're going to move on into the self-help portion of the podcast. Now, before we get started, we like to fuel ourselves with an inspirational quote. And before we get into ours, we like to ask our guests if they have any inspirational quotes that get them through their days. I don't do that shit. I actually do have one favorite quote. There's one quote that I like. I don't do quotes. I don't have posters of Marilyn fucking Monroe on my wall. <laughs> oh, shit. Did you see mine? No, I'm kidding. Girl. Uh, but I, there is one quote that I love that really, really mean. It's me. And it is, uh, I would, I don't want to mess it up. I would rather people hate me for who I am than love me for who I am not. That's a good Marilyn Monroe quote. I like that. It is not. (laughs) (laughs) But like my mom always said, the best or the worst truth is better than the best lie. My mother always said that to me growing up. And it was like, just tell me the truth. I might be upset, but I'm going to be a lot more upset if I find out you lied to me. And it's true. It's like, just be real. I like it's shitty. I like that. Yeah. I I like that a lot. Anthony doesn't because I tell him the truth so much that now he's ashamed to show himself on podcasts. But oh, Anthony, <laughs> I'm gonna Google Anthony and see. Does he have like a third eye or something I should know about? He doesn't even have a Facebook. He's he's just he's like it's a he's like a 65 year old guy in a 25 year old body. Yeah. Got no time for that Facebook. <laughs> Me and my regatta. <laughs> gonna sit here with a bowl of mozzarella and anthony's busy writing Basically. his manifesto and yeah cabinet. totally yeah. he's in his cave he's like osama bin laden just like hold up ed kaczynski Boy. oh man uh, all right so we're gonna go on with our quote that we've picked and this quote is not by a person it's actually by a robot it's called inspire a oh. and it's a oh i can hear myself now Dum dum dum. Anyway, it's Inspirobot, and it's an AI-driven machine that takes some of the most inspirational words and mashes them together for a motivational quote. Okay. So, Eric. Did I get drum roll? Yes, drum roll. And Eric, would you like to read this week's quote? All right, this week's quote. Going broke can be one epic barbecue. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> That's the usual I reaction. I feel like my aunt should be. What the hell kind of a stupid ass quote? Let me tell you something, Eric. Take your robot and shove it up your ass. That's the stupidest thing I ever heard. Oh my god. Uh, so yeah, that's Inspirebot, everybody. Um <laughs> Going broke can be and one episode. <laughs> That's awesome. I feel like it's pretty straightforward, this one. We don't have to decipher too much. I feel like an epic barbecue, it's one hell of a time. But then, you know, you get a tummy ache afterwards. You think the the whole backyard's a mess. You think, why did I do that? And you just feel full of regret, kind of. That's a way, great way to go broke. <laughs> or maybe it's like, listen, if you're going to go broke, feeding and nourishing the people closest to you is a wonderful way to do it. Oh my god. That was so (laughs) I thought that was Anthony for a second. That was so sweet. I hate myself. (laughs) 
uh eric do you have any does does this shout wisdom to you in any ways that you want to share with us oh gosh uh i don't know why but i'm picturing like a homeless guy with a trash can fire (laughs) (laughs) he's broke and he's barbecuing a pigeon he's just saying that to himself going broke can be one epic barbecue (laughs) Got his rats on a spit. Yeah. Yeah, totally. <laughs> exactly. Pulling <laughs> <laughs> the meat off. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. I feel like we're inspired now, so we can go on to the rest of the podcast. Let's uh what's let's... Anthony think? What's Anthony think? Uh no one cares. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, Anthony... man. What what you... Wait, what are you... you the big brother? I am. I'm the little Stefan's the big brother, yeah. That makes sense. He's, he's the big boy. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony, what do you think? I mean, I I thought it was kind of fucking stupid, but I like the homeless guy uh, angle. I, I <laughs> that resonated with me. Right on. <laughs> Nothing says comedy like a homeless guy. <laughs> Am I right? Am I right? I mean, come on, you lazy bums. Get a job like the rest of us. <laughs> oh God. all right well great i think we're gonna go on to the main portion and okay. uh we're gonna get into a question this is found by our fan sandy thank you sandy now this is from reddit and this question is how can i learn to laugh again just a few oh. days ago if i saw something really funny i would be able to laugh sometimes just a little chuckle other times just downright keel over and have a laughing fit now it seems that I can't. I've tried watching the same material and I get nothing. In fact, I'm forcing myself to laugh even when no one's around. I'm not depressed and I still enjoy comedy very much. How can I regain the ability to laugh? Sincerely, White Knuckles for Chuckles. All right, guys. We've got a... Jill I have ha- a thought on this. I think what Sandy needs to do is step away from the comedy... For a while, give yourself a break. Give yourself a couple week. It's comedy is a little bit like porn. So when you watch porn too much, and let's say you're going to town with the porn, if you know what I mean, <laughs> at some point, whatever it is that gets you off isn't that exciting anymore, and you're like forcing yourself. I'm still watching it, like I'm turned on, but it's it's taking a while, if you know what I mean. Um, step away from it. Give yourself a couple weeks. Let things settle down in the nether regions, and then jump back into it slowly and see how it affects you. And I think comedy is the same way. Step back a little. Watch some dramas. Cry. Do some crying. Do that. Step away from it. A little Law and Order. Some murder shows. You know, Game yeah. of Thrones. Give it three weeks. A month. Bam. Bert Kreischer's new special. Oh. You'll be healed up in no time. <laughs> I, I love that. That's a good idea. I was thinking of staying within the realms of comedy, but then doing subgenres. Like if you want to do amateur, you could go to an open mic. Uh, if, if you want to do threesome, you could watch sketch comedy. Oh, and, okay. And... I like that we both took it to set. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's where my, my, my mind went to. Um, that's good. But but I think going around the realms of if you want to if you like the uh, like the alternative like genres you can go to alt comedy and watch or like even a 
prop comic, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, well, carrot carrot top is still going strong. That's, yeah. He really is. He oh, really man. is. Uh, and Gallagher. Let's not forget about old Gallagher. Ew, no. <laughs> carrot top is an extremely nice person by all accounts. Gallagher is a shitty guy. Not a well, nice the original or the, the twin? The original. The original. There's a not remake? A nice there, there's, no, there's a, like that guy who tried to kind of bite off his act, right? Wasn't it his brother? His twin brother. Oh, yeah, Gallagher, too. Yeah. Oh. That's what he went by. <laughs> I love how there's a sequel of a prop comic. <laughs> That's amazing. Karen uh, Top's actually very talented and very nice. And like that Gallagher, he's just, he's like seamy. Is that the word? Smarmy. Like he's dirty. He's not nice. He's shitty. All right, so don't don't go. Got some dirt. There's yeah. some dirt. Uh, <laughs> Anthony. Hey. Hi. What are you thinking about this question? I don't know, man. I'm, I don't know if I've ever not been able to laugh. And I feel like the more depressed I've gotten, the more that I laugh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, are you so. you have a camera on your phone? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. The world is passing by me, and I don't understand technology. Uh, <laughs> that, I, I was going to say that's one of the re- one of the key reasons I have my brother on this podcast is he has one of the most scrumptious giggles I have ever heard. It's a cute one. It's a sweet laugh, <laughs> isn't it? He's, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. That's a little. That's a little Game of Thronesy there, but um, it is a nice laugh. <laughs> Tell and- Cersei it was me. <laughs> oh boy! Ooh. Giggle for me, Anthony. No, yeah. but- oh. <laughs> What'd oh. you say, Grey Worm? Okay. <laughs> Not in the mood. <laughs> but um, I, I, he's forcing it right now because he usually has a really nice giggle. But now he's like, ha ha ha, trying to do it. Har. I feel like the fake laugh though. You shouldn't force it if you're not feeling it. Um. The only time I fake laugh is um, during sex. No, <laughs> um, at my open mics when I would when I used to run an open mic. We haven't done it in about a year, but I was doing it for like ten years. And you're sitting there, and a lot of times it's like painful, but you're like trying to keep it going, and you don't want the crowd to be like, uh, so you have to be like, uh, you know, you're like. <laughs> I remember one of my friends said to one of my other friends, "Jill has terrible taste in comedy." And my friend was like, why do you say that? He goes, she's laughing at all these terrible comics. My friend's like, she is the host. She is like keeping the show going by doing the, (laughs) you know, like, and he was like, oh, thank God. I thought she just liked really bad comedy. I love how somebody was worried about that for you. They were concerned. That's what friends do. Like you, she just did, laughed at five straight minutes of dick jokes that I, I don't get <laughs> worried about her. Yeah, well. Do you have a noticeable fake laugh, Jill? No, because I'm a good actor. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I mean, I could, I could show a fake laugh like acting, like, <laughs> which is not how I do it. I, I really give them a, like, I'm acting. I'm, they're on stage and I'm just <laughs> 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 like, and they... 
They buy it. <laughs> they fucking buy it. Uh, I was gonna. I'm gonna expose myself. So, um, oh, I, oh, good. I, whoa, whoa. Oh. I I have a fake laugh. And, yeah, I'm gonna, here's the shirt. Uh, no, I'm gonna expose myself. My fake laugh. It ends up sounding a little like Jimmy Carr. <laughs> it's like <laughs> Eric just put on the muscle. Oh, it makes you sound like who? Jimmy Carr. Have you heard oh. of him? He's got Do kind it. of the. <laughs> I don't it know why. To be more like Gomer Pyle. <laughs> it's I, I have to kind of force it out of me, but once it goes out, I'm really oh, it's not a good sight either. You guys do any impressions? Any of you guys do any impressions? We are gonna get to that in what we are sixty seconds. But Eric can do How a random is that Eric can do a really good David Attenborough. Oh, do tell. I want to hear it. Not to put you on the spot, Eric. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, here, I, I usually like to do something along the lines of um, every year, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of snowbirds flock to the Arizona desert. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's really good. <laughs> this yearly migration is only possible due to their uncanny ability to take holiday for months at a time. <laughs> that's really good. I like it. You got five minutes of that. He's yeah. He he's got a bit. First open mic. Yeah. Oh, he's he's gone out and he's done it and he's killed. He well, is. I would like to work with you someday. We'll have to do a show together. <laughs> all right. I'll hold you to it. I'm just kidding. I, 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 I as can... long as you're not doing Arnold, that's all I care about. Uh, that's the lowest of the. That's the lowest hanging. <laughs> right. Voice. Right. Um. Right. Well, uh, I guess other impressions that I have are. Uh, Arnold, no, like um, <laughs> Christopher I, Walken. I could, I could, I used to be able to do a. It's been a while, but an Owen Wilson. Oh, yeah. I like that. Yeah. Go. It's Owen Wilson. I have a dog named Marley, and I, I like cars. I was in a movie called Cars. Oh, yeah. that's good. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Uh, thank you, thank you. I um, only do two. Oh, please share. One is Elmo. Oh, kids in the family were always a big hit. Of, and I mean, I'm not even that good at either one of them. But the only two that I do within a reasonable facsimile are is, is Elmo. La 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 la. Elmo's world. Look at Dorothy and her goldfish. <laughs> so that Holy was shit. sad and pathetic. And the other one I do is Cleveland. No way. I, I don't even know any word. Give me something to say, like, because I don't even know what he would say, but I kept, like, kind of doing Cleveland. Um, um, can you say, like, uh, for, P- Cleveland from Family Guy, right? Yes. Okay. okay. Something like, oh, Peter, that's silly. Oh, Peter, my name is Cleveland Brown, and I am from my town. My name is Cleveland <laughs> Brown. I don't know. <laughs> It's not that good, but it's good. It's good enough. It's what I can do. That's that's really good. I get um, and Aunt Chippy, of course, is really my main one. I can do a hey Peter, Peter, what are you doing? It's Joe. Oh, that's good. That's really good. <laughs> I was like almost envisioned you in a wheelchair. <laughs> that was great. Oh, thank you. I uh, I wanted to be able to do his voice because one of my favorite movies of all time is uh, Emperor's New Groove. So, oh yeah, 
I I love his character. I Kron. oh so funny. He's I funny. love that stuff. You, you didn't even tell me it was your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. Yeah, so, I love it. Yeah. So nice uh, work. Oh, thank you, thank you. So we <laughs> we can unless you guys have anything else to say about the just question, got off on like some random tangents. I well, that's what this that's on Does brand. Does anybody have any weird moles? <laughs> <laughs> well, Anthony, uh, no. Um, so uh, I I feel like we can move on. We we gave some ample advice for that question. Yeah. We'll go on to the next and last segment. This is celeb advice. It's where we read an article about celebs and we give them advice because why not now <laughs> this is usually the part where we ask our guests they can do impressions but you obviously oh, that's so funny because <laughs> it's perfect i honestly had no idea that that was part of it. it's because we're 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 vibing so well i feel like you really you... must be like what is that about that i don't know that's we're meant to be. It's this. Ah, oh, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. Would you like to be the new host? I feel like you're better at this I'd than love I am. To be a host. <laughs> Hi, Anthony. <laughs> oh God. All right. So Wait, we. Is that your fake laugh? No, it was it was my ah. real laugh. Shut up, Anthony. <laughs> Hi, Anthony. Shut up, man. I'm, I'm gonna mute you. Uh, all right. So this moving on. This uh, this juicy goss comes from Us Weekly, and Eric is gonna go goss. ahead. I like that you shortened it to goss. <laughs> I I know so much about celebrities' lives now that we do this segment. It is unreal. It's a it's my burden to bear, but it's for entertainment. It is. Well, it's fun. It it is exactly. So Eric, would you like to go ahead and read this juicy goss? You got it. Nicholas Cage to play Tiger King's Joe Exotic in scripted TV series. Break out the guitar and the guns. Nicholas Cage will lead a new scripted TV series as Joe Exotic, the subject of the Netflix docuseries Tiger King. The log line is as follows. Joe Schreibvogel, an eccentric exotic zookeeper in Oklahoma who fights to keep his park, even at the risk of losing his sanity. The series will live in the lion's den with Joe, explore how he became Joe Exotic and how he lost himself to the character of his own creation. Wow. Netflix's Tiger King became a massive hit and Nicolas Cage-led show is the second <laughs> series in the works. Kate McKinnon is set to portray Big Cat Rescue CEO Carol Baskin, Joe Exotic's mortal enemy. <laughs> An adaption in the works at Universal Productions. Carol Baskin's just wants what's best for the cats, as she tells U.S. Weekly. Kate McKinnon. Oh, yes. This should be her voice, right? Kate McKinnon is a wonderful actress. Big Cat Rescue implores Kate McKinnon to not use real big cats and cubs in the making of her series. It would be cruel to use real big cats in a television series about cruelty to big cats. We encourage McKinnon to utilize computer-generated CGI cats for the show. Rather than forcing real big cats to suffer just to entertain the audiences. Thank you for that read, Eric. That was really good. You got the part. I, <laughs> and you didn't even have to sleep with anybody. <laughs> like Joe? Well, well, actually. Um, I was right. going to say, your, yeah, your Carol Baskin was a really good Joe Exotic. I don't think she oh, has man. an accent. 
Um, well, have we ever seen them in the same place at the same time? Oh, that's mm. a very yes, because Carol's out and Joe's in jail right now. Debunked, are they <laughs> or is he? Dum dum dum. All right, so I think let's let's get squared off, cover our bases here to see who's actually seen Tiger King. Jill, have you seen it? Okay, I'm raising I, my hand. I was gonna say you have to <laughs> call it out, Anthony, because I can't. Uh, and, um, okay, so let's answer the question first. Of obviously, we don't want to use big cats. That's that's bad. What should we use instead? Because I feel like CGI might be a little too over the top. Well, they were able to pull off dragons in Game of Thrones. I think we could do tigers. That's a very good point. But I'm also picturing Nicolas Cage with CGI tigers. That's either a surefire winner or a loser. I'm not sure. Are they really doing this? Are they really making (laughs) this with these people? I sure as hell. I mean, it literally sounds like the worst idea. Slap. <laughs> First of all, we didn't need the regular Tiger King, let alone another thing about Tiger King that we didn't need. They're gonna mix it up, actually, with Nick Cage's experience, where he's gonna be Joe Exotic trying to steal the Declaration of Independence. So it's gonna have some plot <laughs> oh, twists okay. here. There. That's a good idea. Okay, I don't mind that at all. What will so, Nick Cage do? Good. Sorry, what were you gonna say, Joe? I just said it's weird. It's just weird. We just had Tiger King. Why do we need a remake of Tiger King? We don't. Are these legitimate actors really a part of this? Like, I'm so confused. And to answer you, what other animals we should use? Polar bears. Underworked. The only time you see them is in the Coca-Cola ads. They could use the work. (laughs) I'm just saying. They're They're running out of ice. Running out of ice. They're the size of tigers. I'm just tiger. putting it out there. Couple stripes on them, and you tiger. got yourself yeah. a tiger. Yes. Spray, <laughs> who's going to spray paint the polar bear striped? Right? <laughs> now you get it. Uh, All right, who's got a big tabby? Watch your mouth. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it's regular size. <laughs> I think. All right, Anthony. Your time to talk. What are your thoughts? Here? Oh, I was just thinking puppets, man. Just go like Star Wars. Oh. Just big old furry puppet cats. I like that. I think they have some of Frank Oz's puppets lying around too, <laughs> right? Like Never Ending Story, oh. that big dog. Couldn't you just... Oh my God. His name is Falcor and my dog looks like him. <laughs> I love Falcor. <laughs> I got my dog because he looks like him. Is Aww. your dog's name Falcor? His name is Sonny. Oh, missed okay. opportunity. Better, better Spelled name. with an O. And the vet, the new vet was like, so what is Sonny in for today? And I was like, Sonny is in for. And she was like, so Sonny. And she said it three times. I was like, this bitch doesn't know how to pronounce Sonny. And my boyfriend goes, yeah, because we were supposed to spell it with a U. And you like spelled with an O. I'm like, it's a name. Like Sonny from The Godfather. Sonny Bono. Yeah, there we go. Sonny Bono. Thank you. It's I, I feel your pain because my name is Stefan, but it's spelled S-T-E-P-H-E-N, so I get Stephen. I have read it as Stephen the entire time we've been emailing. And when you said Stefan, I was like, oh, is he gay? <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell my wife. But uh, Jury's still out, though. <laughs> it's, it's actually, so, oh, he God. He told me to ask. It's a, <laughs> it's, it uh-huh. is actually Stephen, but in sixth grade, I wanted to judge it a little bit. No. Because I thought, 
Yeah, he had a Anthony, whole family. Anthony, how meeting. did you not he, ruin his life over that? <laughs> he sat us all down around the table and was like, guys. No! This is serious. <laughs> I want to go by This Stephen. is so good! I don't, and you guys indulged him? You let him do it? Everybody. I mean, go ahead. I was basically an infant, but yeah. <laughs> I think, I think I think our parents shot each other a look like, all right. And your parents were like, okay, honey. <laughs> you be you. They were very... You going from like grade school to middle school? That's like the only time you can do a transition. Yeah, like it was, that was exactly... You know how many people sat around going, do you remember Steven Satani? Is that how you say what it means? <laughs> Satani. And your other guy's like, yeah. yeah. And he's like, he fucking goes by Stefan now. <laughs> <laughs> Why? I don't know. How weird is that? Like, you know that they're all saying. They're like, why <laughs> did he? Weekend, they're like, oh, that's right. In seventh grade, you change it to Stefan. You're still sticking with that, huh? I still am. I gaga myself and I'm not going back. It's gaga it up, baby. Gaga it up. Stephen. And he says he's not gay. <laughs> gaga himself. I gaga myself, and then I can't laugh for three weeks. So. <laughs> uh, well, we've learned we've learned a little bit about me too this episode. So this yeah, is very- I like it. That's good. It's important. <laughs> All right. Is there any other advice for the Tiger King or Carol Baskin or any of these actors that have decided to besmirch their name by going into a Tiger King series? There is no way in hell, if I was a serious actor, that I would be in the Tiger King thing. It it just it doesn't make sense. It's, it's not Nick like, Cage. He is a serious actor, <laughs> though. Like, I mean, allegedly, have you ever seen him in a comedy? Yeah, I saw him. Not on purpose, but yeah. I mean, he was in Ghost Rider. That was pretty Right. Awesome. I mean, it's like, but like Kate McKinnon? It's like, unless it was a comedy, but also it just, to me, it's so new. It's like, why now? It's like, there's people who still haven't seen it. Like, right? it just doesn't make any sense. Like, take something from 15 years ago and like, you know, rehash that. Like, they just redid Waco, you know? And like, there was a movie about a long time ago and then they just redid it and it was really good. It was interesting. You're like, oh yeah, that, let's watch that again. Like, Wait 10 years. Let us get through this godforsaken virus before we start putting another virus called Tiger King out there again. <laughs> In 10 years, it'll have that distance where it'll be like a Tarantino flick. Right. It'll be like kitschy. And <laughs> he just did Manson, so. Yes. There you go. There you go. All right. Guys. You guys were fun. You're fun, too. This was an awesome time. I've, I'm so... <laughs> Yeah, I was like, I have a setup in my bedroom for like Zoom shows and stuff. But um, my boyfriend was in there and he's an electrician. He's out in the sun all day and he's like, I'll move into the living room. I'm like, it's fine. I'll go into. So sorry that my backdrop's not that cute, but. Hey, I think it looks great. So, yeah. Eric's got a banana shirt to zhuzh his. And Anthony's probably sitting there naked for all we know. Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't. Yeah. I mean, why wouldn't you? <laughs> We're in a tiger costume, but just the head. <laughs> Anthony is the Tiger King. Oh, yeah. God. Oh. That, yeah, that shit would fly in Cottonwood, Arizona. But anyway, 
we have we have reached the end of the podcast and before we before we stop we'd like to say a couple things first off jill thank you so much for joining us uh-huh. so much fun you guys were awesome thanks this, for having me this Good was, time it was awesome how, how can people find you what have you got to promote what have you got going on tell us nothing going on um every once in a while someone will ask me to do a zoom show which is fun and i'll always post about that on my instagram so on instagram i'm just it's me jill kimmel and twitter same name um i'm on facebook but you have to be my friend for me to um for to see my stuff and i have like a comedy page but i never post anything on it so instagram is really the place to find and i'm open so you don't even have to follow me you could just go look i'm i'm public unlike those whores that i stalk that make themselves private i'm like what the hell i'm trying to stalk your page and you're private like you've got anything to like i'm the only one looking at your shit so leave it public because i like to look and see what you're doing Really, my boyfriend's exes, whatever. <laughs> and they like all made themselves proud. And I don't even stalk from, I stalk from a fake account. So it's not even like they know. <laughs> you know, ever since I changed to Stefan, I've, I've blocked private. So I, I get it. From their end, it's a, uh, it makes sense. Block away. <laughs> yeah, I have nothing to promote. And if I do, I'll put it on Instagram. Hopefully, my residency comes back at Kimmel's Comedy Club in Vegas. It was supposed to be every other week from December 26th through July 23rd. Um, and our last show there was March 12th. So hopefully it comes back and, and hopefully they'll bump it out whenever the club opens up, like let me ride out those months that I would have been missing. Cause it was so much fun. I was getting to book all my friends and just really good comics and I miss it. I want to go back. Oh, <laughs> Oh, no. I'm I'm ready for comedy to be back. Yeah, I just I just want to go somewhere. I just want to get out of the house. Don't tell anybody when I'm getting my roots done tomorrow. <laughs> oh, I can bear. No, they look great. They look great. They and don't look, look as bad as they've looked, but they're pretty gray. <laughs> well, they look great. But anyway, th- thank you. And all of those things that you've mentioned, where people can find you, are going to be in the show notes. So, listeners, you can Yay. just click click on over yes eric anthony anything you guys want to say uh thank thanks for joining us jill yeah, it was great thanks for being on you guys yeah are fantastic hopefully Very someday fun episode. I can see anthony's face yeah yeah <laughs> send me a picture email me a picture okay i'll, I'll do just that the face i'll do yeah, that. just just being bored yeah. coming out of, out of your mom <laughs> <laughs> he was breached that's, yeah oh god oh ouch that's an image the world doesn't need <laughs> <laughs> poor mother talk yeah. about giant tabbies oh my god <laughs> <laughs> oh, we, we were two of five so it probably is a big tabby it's Oh, yeah, no. and we well, we we're sh- all very large. We too. shouldn't get into this. Okay, <laughs> we were gonna watch us and be like, really? "This is the Mother's Day episode." <laughs> we, yes, <laughs> Happy Mother's. So it's appropriate. We you know put something in. Oh, oh boy, sorry, she, I'm sorry, she... Mrs. Stefan. <laughs> Uh, anyway, thank you, Jill. Thank you, everybody that has listened. Thank you, Woo! Eric and Anthony. You guys have been all awesome. We'll talk Thanks, at guys. you next week. Oh. Take care. Bye. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye.